Now, I want to say good morning to Leslie Shoemaker, who's on the phone. She's a counselling psychologist and lecturer at TU Dublin. Hello, Leslie. Morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Now, you did some training courses in preparing people like the first responders and so on to deal with those who are hoarding, public health nurses in the RSPCA, for instance. Is that That's your connection. Have I got that right? Well, I'm also, I work with hoarders and uh, I was the co-founder of OCD Ireland, which um, I ran for uh, 12 years. So I have a lot of experience in the area now. So um, it, it's about self-neglect, isn't it? And social isolation and on, on all of those kind of those issues. Well, it's a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd be wary to call it self-neglect. That feels like a really judgmental term. My apologies. Um, the in- no, 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 it's okay. This is about people learning and understanding because it's a complex disorder. I have to say, I absolutely loved your last speaker. Um, Respect My Stuff, what a fantastic name mm. for an agency because what happens is due to people not really understanding the complexities of hoarding, when um, they find a family member who perhaps has severe hoarding or there's, you know, squalor and hoarding and squalors when it's really dirty and they, they might even be, you know, holding on to old food waste and things like that. Yeah. What family's doing, it's so well-intentioned. It, it, it's out of a, you know, a place of love. They go in, they clear the place out without the person's permission that the individual might have gone to a doctor's appointment or they might have gone to the grocery store. And when they come back, they discover everything's gone. They get very, very angry. And in those cases, it's not unusual for the hoarder to banish everybody from their lives, which would only further increase their isolation. Mm -hmm. Since a lot of cases, hoarders are um, typically people who are unmarried. Um, Not everybody, but typically they are. So it's it's about understanding um, that disproportionate attachment, um, um, quote Jack, which you said so eloquently, um, to the object. The reasons may not seem rational to the average person, but it's about meeting the hoarder with where they are and helping understand what that attachment is that they have to help them let it go. But it does, this is a process. It takes time. Um, there's a group in um, Meath who I've done training with called MAST, yes. the multi-agency um, safeguarding team. And it was set up by Meath County Council. And Sarah Smith is the brainchild behind that. And, and so what they do is it's a team approach, trying to meet all the needs of the individual, you know, not just the environmental needs, um, because there can be health and safety issues in some of the homes with things stacked really high or perhaps dirt and things like that, but also their mental health needs as well as their physical needs. So this is, that's what I'm saying, it's really complex. People think if we go and we clear everything out, that will fix it. But it's far more than that. And the reality is people who are hoarders usually have another co-occurring mental health issue. um, Depression, social anxiety, or generalized anxiety disorder. And in 20% of the cases, they may also have OCD, Mm -hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder. And that's why it's about tread softly um, with hoarders which is why Respect My Stuff is such a fantastic name for a group. Yes and the, the gradual nature of it just to, so it prevents people from relapsing or being very distressed about it. I mentioned the RSPCA because animal hoarding is an issue. It is unfortunately and what's terribly sad is that people who are animal hoarders will they genuinely, their perception is that they are loving um, animal carers that they are you know, fur baby mothers or fathers, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
but frequently the animals are in absolute neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, time and time again, I see in the papers that animals have to be put down because there's just so many of them. So, for example, they wouldn't have gotten the animals spayed and neutered. Um, the animals may not be fed enough. They, you know, if you have cats, the litter boxes may not be cleaned. And so the homes tend to be quite dirty and the conditions quite severe. And the reality is this isn't a sign of love. This is a sign of a mental health issue. Yes. And uh, if people are listening this morning and they're concerned for themselves or a loved one, which is probably mostly the case, what, what can they do? Educate yourself. Absolutely educate yourself. Um, Unfortunately, OCD Ireland um, doesn't appear, having looked it up, um, to have made it through the pandemic. But there is the International OCD Foundation. I know they're American, it's a bit of a distance, but they have fantastic information Mm. on their website for family and friends, but also for professionals. There are people out there, not just myself, who are trained about OCD, how to treat it, but also about hoarding. Sometimes it can be, the trick can be finding the individuals um, if they don't have a wait list, things like that. Yeah. DHSC does have some CBT therapy. The HSC, and, and we therapy. should mention, of course, your county council because they are connected to the groups that are helping people. I wish you had more time, Leslie Shoemaker, but thanks very much. That was very informative for us. Counseling psychologist and lecturer at TU Dublin. We have to take a quick break.